Sportsnet 590. 590, the fan. We have done it. We have made it. Do I mean the end of the week or do I mean to the return of sports? Either or, I'll let you decide. Don't ask Sam which one he's more excited for. It's not going to be the answer you want. Gutting and McKee, Fan Morning Show, here with you. Guys are chuckling behind the glass, and I think that's just paying lip service to me, but it's got me in a good mood here. Happy Friday to you, Sammy McKee. Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm doing well. I think a little better than you, but I'm uh, doing well. Yeah, I'm I'm all mixed up here. <laughs> It does look it out. does look a little bit uh, like an infomercial where it's a very simple task of just plugging in your laptop <laughs> and having headphones on, but you have got all turned I around. A, I need a contraption. You look like you look like that guy in the infomercial carrying all the stuff out to the car to wash the car, and somehow he's got a hose wrapped around his legs, okay. and the dog is barking. This is a scene. Uh, quite the start. Hot, hot start for us on a Friday. Are you better? Are you situated? Yeah. Do you have your life together? Or would you like me to do my best Fred Astaire and tap dance no. just a little longer for I gotta, you? I'm going to move my seat down a little bit because okay. yesterday there was a camera shot of you with my big fat head in it. So yeah. I'm going to uh, move my chair down I'm a little bad. bit. I, see, it's funny. When I, now when, I feel so low. When I'm in that spot and I do that to Ailish, there's no post game, hey, you were too high. It is get your head out of the camera shot. We don't need your melon block and Ailish's grill. When it's me here, you yeah. have a pee head, though. We'll fix that tomorrow. We'll fix that tomorrow. I do have a pee head. You have a pee head. I got um, so excited to buy hats at a golf course you went to, not yeah, on the trip, yeah, but just yeah. in general. And I, I told you, I think they're like uh, whatever the equivalent of intermediate flex is, but for your head. Because I am always a like have to cinch my hat pretty tight guy. And these actually, ha I have like barely any overlap on the back. So I'm pretty sure uh, that's what yeah. happened. And yes, I do have a pea head. And I have you. a monster noggin. You got a moose melon. I is got what a you got. big old watermelon. Yeah. Boy, oh, boy, do you. Yeah. Uh, okay. So a couple of things. Again, I, I do not think I can overstate it. Mm -hmm. We have done it. We have made it through the slowest week of the sports year. We made it. No, we haven't. We, so we still have to talk about nothing for three hours. What are you talking about? It's going to be a great show today. Oh, we got Canada okay. basketball to talk about. Oh, okay. I have no qualms with this. Okay. Okay, okay. Tonight, we're going to get Blue Jays baseball. Now, mm -hmm. again. Yep. Very good. Congratulations. Congratulations, Major League Baseball. And zero congratulations to the CFL for not figuring this out. Although they, played last night. I know. I know. I know. But like. We were past it. I needed I you earlier. I needed you earlier, CFL. Where's my... I saw a <laughs> notification today. This is great. What is going on? I saw a notification today. The oh, mic should it. be in front of your mouth. Uh, I was about the, the Edmonton Elks. <laughs> yeah. They had lost, I think, a record amount of games in a row at home. I think oh, that's lost, bad. I think they've lost 20 straight games I think games Austin's at home. trying to tell you it's on the piece of paper directly in oh, front okay. of your face. That's what I think is happening right now. Oh, uh, yeah, there it is. Did the Elks snap their 18-game losing streak? No, they didn't. <laughs> they lost 19 in a row, losing 37-29. And weren't they giving away tickets? I don't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were. There's like a thing where they were giving away tickets. Like they weren't going to, you didn't have to pay for your tickets until they won. You know, you and I, we weren't going we to do this. But I was told, you know, and I know really it's like Saskatchewan. That's the true home. But I've been told my whole life. You big city Toronto guys, you don't get the CFL like us Westerners. 
Yeah. And then you and I kept trying to have CFL conversations with people, and we were getting told to stop talking about yeah, that immediately. I, I said, like, I was like, oh, I watch probably you know, seven or eight Argos games a year. And They're like, what? Like, what? Like, Why cares? would you do that to yourself was well, uh, the general. But I, I can guarantee if the Elks were decent, they'd all have their faces painted. And they're, the, the, the Elks are an embarrassment. It is tough. I, there's some hot takes for this one. The Elks are an embarrassment. <laughs> but. But has any organization nailed a rebrand no, better than them? It's great. Hot rebrand. Really, really good rebrand. Those colors are just so good. It's good. Yeah. Green and gold. Borndy yeah. talks about it all the time. It we really should have works. it in, we should have it in hockey. Someone should steal the Norwich Canaries colors for our boy Dutchie. Bring them over to the NHL. Uh they should definitely do that. Okay, so we're got sports back tonight. Mm-hmm. The Blue Jays are in action, starting up a series against the Diamondbacks. So we went over this a little earlier this week, but let me just give you the murderer's row the waits between the Blue Jays and baseball's trade deadline. Mm-hmm. At Arizona, home to the Padres. At the Mariners, at the Dodgers. Tough scheduling there. Uh, maybe they could have just played in San Diego instead of traveling across the country for three games or four and then coming back. But home to the Angels, and then you get the Orioles, and the trade deadline falls in the middle of that Orioles series. Okay. No soft landing spot between now and the deadline. Now, depending on how you want to spin this, you could say this is where you prove just how good a team you are, or this is where the rubber really meets the road and the up and down season finds its uh, its level mark. Mm-hmm. Where's your kind of confidence ranking of where this team will be at? They're in a playoff spot now when they're done that stretch or as the deadline rolls around. You confident they'll still be in one? Yeah, I think... I mean, how many of those teams are in the AL East? I think they'll be fine. <laughs> hey, I, I really do have confidence against them, against teams that are outside the AL East. Like they've, what have they, they've proven so far this year? Cause they're 20 and seven and they're, uh, sorry, they're seven and 20 against the AL East yep. and they're 50 and 41 in total. So I'm not going to do math on the radio at 6am, okay. but they're, they're playing really well outside their division. They are. So, I I think the the Diamondbacks are a really good team. They're sure. they're tied with the Dodgers for first how place. How many people? How many people did what I did uh, at baseball's All Star break and went? They were and put their hand up because no, I no. was shocked. No. Uh, I, I was floored. I I knew that because I've been kind of yeah. You've been watching Moreno, Moreno, because I'm Correo. Yeah, you, know, you want to torture yourself because I hate myself. Yeah, yeah so I've been kind of keeping an eye. Buddy, I, I look really, who you're talking to here. I do have I do have some confidence in this team because of the pitching. Yeah. I think the pitching's good enough to keep them in most games and they have enough high level game breakers on their in their lineup that can kind of get them through. I know they haven't done it so far, but as we talked about with uh Caitlin McGrath yesterday that they do have some roof, room for improvement when it comes to um uh hitting with runners in scoring position. Yep. So I I I am oddly confident in this team making the playoffs. Like the crazy thing is after what a bad First half, it seemed like they are only seven games back in the division, mm-hmm. and I know the the Rays are a perfect team, and they'd never stumble, and they you know they never lose more than one game in a row. Mm-hmm. But I guess you do have the Orioles to worry about too. But like the Jays aren't completely out of the division either. Like I don't think they're going to win the division, but I don't think they're going to be. I, I do think there's a world in where they're like competitive in it. Like could they win four or five games in a row, and the Rays lose two or three? It's like you're right back in the division as well. So. Uh, you do have Baltimore to contend with, like I said, but I am somewhat confident heading into the second half of the season that the Jays can have a pretty electric second half and really get themselves into the mix. Yeah, I think the division, I'm with you in the sense that it'll appear competitive. I think there's a world where they make it seem so. I just think that given how they played against the division, now you could say you're bound for a turnaround. This mm-hmm. team's not that bad, but I think given the way you've matched up against them, it's just going to be tough to claw back when you're going to be 
inevitably, and again, feel free to prove me wrong, Blue Jays, but handing games to those teams in the second half uh, of the season. In terms of the teams that are behind them, it's not so much about the Blue Jays that I feel confident. It's about what's chasing them. So the Yankees are a game back. Obviously, I think that goes without saying that's that in and of itself is is scary. I'm not to say the Yankees are what we think of them as, but we think of them as a playoff team, and I think rightfully so. Mm-hmm. The Red Sox are two games back of, of a wild card spot right now. The Red Sox, again, a little more talented than maybe we give them credit for, but nobody would be putting them ahead of the Blue Jays in the pecking order he- heading into the season, one and five, I'm not going to do that now. They've won five games in a row, and they're eight and two in their last ten games. Yeah, they are. Baseball teams are streaky. Baseball teams go on runs. And I don't think you need to worry about that Red Sox team. Now, the Mariners are four games back of of a wild card spot right now. That is a team that I think is capable of putting together a run. They also have the high quality starting pitching that you like. They have the good pen. The offense, much like the Jays, has some game breakers, not quite to the same extent. So I don't think any of those teams should be terrifying you. If you're able to just take care of your business, kind of hold an even watermark. You should be able to hold off most of those teams. So I think that that's, that's what actually has me having confidence heading into the kind of trade deadline that they will be there now. But the rest of the AL stinks is your confidence. That's basically it. Yeah. yeah. It's just not who, that the Jays are good. That the rest of well, the honestly, what, like, like what has, what this Jays team has proven exactly what they are so far, that they are a group that is good enough to compete, but it has not come together in a perfect way. Now, if Alec Manoa is going to come back and you have five or four and a half great starters, sorry, you say Kikuchi, mm-hmm. uh, then that's still a completely not giving, different He's still not giving Kikuchi's flowers. I'm eh? giving Kikuchi's flowers as a four starter, but I'm not going to sit here and say they have a rotation of five amazing starters. I think they have, they have a, they have a world-class rotation. Mm-hmm. If Manoa is who Manoa is, they have a one, two, three that you could put up in baseball against anybody else. If, Bassett's going to keep being this guy. They have probably the best one through four in baseball outside of maybe one or two teams. But yeah, let's not get too carried away. Uh, But when I look at this team, I do think that they will be buyers by the time the deadline rolls around. But to the conversation we've been having, it's just there's no big sexy buy to make. So it's going to be little tweak ones. And I think that's what's going to drive people nuts. Well, uh, there's just no way that this team is not buying. At this point, yep. I don't think like, I mean, you could lose every game from here until the trade deadline, maybe and that's one way you could do it. But like if they play 500 baseball throughout that stretch, they're obviously yep. going to be buying. They're still going to be buying. And I I think a lot of people would pretty much like who's clamoring for them to make a massive trade. I don't feel like that's in the lexicon. I no. feel like they know that this is kind of the, the group of guys yep. that they have and that they're going to just kind of go forward with this lineup. And they'll do what every team does at the deadline. They'll try to add a fireballer. They'll try to add a mm-hmm. bench bat and they'll try to add a maybe a depth starting pitcher. But outside of that, like they'll try to add like another Mitch White, which worked out so well. Um, Or maybe like a, you know, just the type of guy that's like a swing man that can come up, come down. That's a decent guy. So I, like, like I said, I just, I feel like the, the bullpen has been strong. The addition of Chad Green potentially here within the next month is going to be a really good one to the bullpen. Chad Green's becoming your Michael Bunting. You're getting to the front of the line on this. I, I like Chad Green. Yeah. And I don't know what you're going to get from him. I think there's a potential that you don't get he has a aggressive. Lot. He has aggressive New York Yankees face. Oh, I just, I mean, he's pitched real. I mean, the reason that I like him is yeah. because he's pitched really well against the Blue Jays over his career. And he's pitched a lot against the yep. Blue Jays. So I have a lot of memories of him being really good. And even if you get 75%, 80% of Chad Green, that's going to be better than what you have in some of your spots in the bullpen. So, um, like, in the the Ryu thing, I'm really interested. Yeah, to how see can, what, this is this is maybe the biggest curiosity in the second half of the season for me is is Hyunjin Ryu because I I'm not 
my expectations are fairly low, but this is a team that has needed nothing more. Well, I mean, they've needed some other things, but what's then the biggest, the biggest problem for this team is just the fact that they've had five starters and that's been that Kevin Gosman is a guy who thrives on six days rest. You know, they've used a guy in Francis to be a bullpen arm slash swingman starter. Mm-hmm. If Ryu can kind of just give you Odom Francis stuff, you're kind of laughing, right? Like, I feel like the expectations can't be much more than that no, for him. I, no, I, I don't think you're really looking for a whole lot out of him, really. Like a I live, think, I, I was about to say a live arm, but even when he was good, his arm no, wasn't that live. No, it's, it's, he's a poof like yeah. He's going to be throwing 88, <laughs> 87 on the corners, change-ups, yep. fastballs that kind of look the exact same. Right. So, yeah, you're looking for four innings at a ham at a time, and that's that's pretty much it. Like, I don't think you're going to come out and ask for him to pitch you seven innings, but it's just interesting to see him, like, I had completely written him off as Done. an option. Done right? as a J. Yeah, I just you were just looking at that as an expiring contract. Yeah, I was looking for that, that contract as some some insurance. Yeah, but is this the last year of that contract? Yeah, that's the last one. Wow, time flies. Boy, I know. But uh, he was so good when they first signed that contract, and they had him in the the pandemic year, right? That was his yep. first year. They signed him in the twenty the twenty twenty off season, yep. and then he didn't actually pitch in Toronto until forever, yeah, forever. And uh, I think. If he comes back and he can give you like the four or five innings like you can, and then you just piggyback him with one of the guys in the bullpen that can give you multiple innings, give him a, give him the Richards, give him Peterson, give him that. Like, I think he can be an option, especially the way that he throws. Like Mm -hmm. he's such a different pace guy than everybody else that the Jays have really. Like, I mean, I guess he's kind of got a similarity to Bassett in the terms that he's kind of throwing softer stuff, but he's coming from the left side. It's Mm -hmm. a completely different look. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think he's going to come back and be a meaningful contributor. I I don't know what I don't if he if he's in the rotation, they're never wearing a uniform other than new blue with yeah. him, Gosman, Manoa. I think Barrios likes him too. Yeah, yeah, not me. No, I know you don't. I know. Just I, to, I've always thought that if they wore white pants, it would be the sharpest thing ever. But they don't. Now they always have to wear the whole blue getup. But. Uh, Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to, like, any more in Ryu, I was going to kind of transition to Manoa. But any more in Ryu for well, you? No, I just, I'm, I think that's one of the most fascinating things to watch totally. in the second half is just to see what the hell he looks like. Yep. And I think the fact that everybody is going in with no expectations, it's ripe for a couple of moments where you're just like, oh, isn't that great to have on Jim back? Again, don't overstate what it's going to be. Uh, in terms of Manoa, kind of curious the Jays haven't named a starting rotation yet coming out of the break. I feel like Gosman's the uh, the obvious lock to pitch tonight coming out of it because he didn't pitch at the All-Star game. You love him on extra rest, yada, yeah. yada, yada. But the big question mark of all this is what do they do with Alec Manoa? Again, uh, they're on the road for a series with the D-backs tonight, home against the Padres. He's going to have to pitch at home at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Do you want to give him a little more leeway? Do you want to give him a little more grace? Maybe pitch him in this series so you can wait a little longer, and then he likely has a start against the Mariners at, at home. What is? How are you looking at Manoa, and does it even matter to you if he pitches yeah, at home or on the road? No, it matters for sure. I If... You know, this is maybe crazy, but I, w- I would give him the first or second game. Like I, you know, if you're if you're back, yep, like he's the guy. You're you're one of the best pitchers on the mm-hmm. staff. You're supposed to be one of the best pitchers in the league. Like you can't really, if you call him up and yep. he pitches well against a major league team, and you can talk about how bad the Tigers are. Yep. But like if he's back here, you expect him to be himself. I'm I'm maybe not the first game. No, but like. You know, you got to treat it like a playoff series coming back where you don't go with your best guy in the first game. Mm-hmm. And if you get the first game, it's like, oh, wow, that was good. But, like, it's also a tough spot to put him in. I understand all that. But I think the type of guy that can handle it would be Alec Manoa. Like, I'm not I'm not treating him 
I'm not treating him differently. Mm. I'm not trying to like tiptoe around him right now. Right. If he's back here, he's a momentum guy. He's had all this time off now. To me, you want to get him right back in the mix. You want to get him right back out there feeling good. So I'm giving him either the first game, the second game, the third game. Like I'm happy to get him in that first series for sure. Okay, that's interesting because I'm also pitching him in the first series, but it's not strictly because of that. I'm with you. I don't. Th- I think Gosman has earned the right to be still considered this team's ace. He's borderline oh, no. the Cy Young guy. No, he's unbelievable. I think he should go first. Right. So it's going to be Gosman. The way Barrios is pitched, I think you can totally go him too. Now, I would put Manoa third because I think he's your third best starter. If he's going to be this guy, you have to test it. The other part of it, though, is that I do think you want to tiptoe just a hair. And if you can avoid, if you can get a couple of more good starts under your belt on the road before you go back at home, and look, it's not that the crowd's going to be all over him. It's going to be the exact opposite. They are going to be willing him, wanting him. He's going to feel that pressure. And to your point, if he's back, it shouldn't matter at all. But why push it is my thing. So if you give him the ball early in this, you can go but against I, the Diamondbacks. I don't see it as pushing him. No, no, I don't, I'm not saying it is pushing him. I'm just saying if you have the option, you can start him on the road or you can start him at home. It really does not matter in the grand scheme of things. Again, mm-hmm. he's going to have to pitch at home at some point in time. Yeah. I think you would just want to, it's been, how long has it been since that start in Detroit? It wasn't a week ago. It was almost two now because of the all-star break. So I think you want to make a point of getting him out there sooner rather than later. That's why I'm pitching him in the D-back series. And then you get the added benefit of he's probably not pitching at home until you play the Angels or the Orioles. And then then ideally he has, again, maybe one or two more starts under his belt before that happens. That was He pitched the Friday, right, against the Tigers? Yes. That was exactly a week ago. Okay. All right. No, maybe not, the, maybe not the Friday. Oh, it was the Friday. Friday the 7th. Yep. Yep. It was exactly a week it ago. It was exactly yeah. a week ago. Wow. Time, uh, time moves fast. Feels like it was a lot longer ago than that. But... Again, to the point, I think you want to get him out there. I don't think you want him waiting until Monday, Tuesday for that start. I think you want him Friday, Saturday, or Sunday so that he doesn't have this basically two or 10-day gap or whatever it is between starts. So the thing that's also interesting to me is if he's pitching on the road in Seattle, that's basically a home game too. Yes. Right? Yep. And so <laughs> he's going to have a lot of his fans re- behind him regardless of what happens. But I, yeah, to me, it's a pretty easy choice. Just get him out there early, see what you got again. And then the sooner he either pl- pitches great at home mm-hmm. or the sooner he pitches really bad at home, yep. you know what you have. Like, what's the threshold here? If he comes up, if he comes back yep. this weekend yes. and they pitch him on Saturday, let's sure. say, and he's really bad. Like really can, I, bad. can I have a line? Like let's say three and two thirds. That was exactly what I was going to go through. Wow. I was going to maybe two and uh, let's go. No, I'll go three and two thirds. Uh, seven hits, five earned runs. Ugh, that's really bad. Three walks. It's bad. Okay, it's bad line. Yeah, it's I'm, bad. I'm thinking of the bad it's line tough. I can give you. <laughs> what do you do? I think you can't. You can't just jettison him. I don't think immediately. No. But can you have? two more of those before you do that? I don't know. I think that's a doomsday scenario that quite honestly they will have thought of, but it is... Well, they've thought of it, uh, for sure. I, I don't think... I mean, I don't think it's that doomsday. Yeah. The, the good starts have been way more la- way less yeah. than the than the, the, the sorry, the bad starts. Like, it's been a lot of really bad stuff with I him this year. I don't think you can get into a yo-yo with him, so I think that you need to give him a few starts to see what he's got, but if he's gone again, he's gone for the year, these in games, my opinion. Yeah, these games matter too much. Yep. Like, you, uh, to me, like, the, you, J- the Jays are chasing a playoff spot yes. here. They're in the heat of a race mm-hmm. in a big year in yes. their 
closing window here, right? Like it's like they got three more years. I have this. been preaching that the window is Gosman, so, so you don't need to tell me. Yeah. There's, and if he's bad in the weekend series or whenever they yep. pitch him for the first time, to me, you can't screw around and be like, okay, we'll give him one more. That's we'll give it, him right one back more. to the Florida Gulf League to get smacked around by 18-year-olds? It just depends on how bad it is. Okay. Yeah. It just depends on how I bad mean, it is. I mean, there's obviously something to that. The other part of it as well is, okay, what's the option? If it's not Alec Manoa, Hyunjin Ryu comes into play, but does he? I mean, again, we're sitting here talking about him as an option, but until we see it, I don't think anybody's writing home about it. We've done the bullpen day things. Uh, this team could go out and trade for a fifth starter, a sixth starter swingman type, but mm. we've seen how those trades go. They usually suck because yeah. you trade for somebody like yeah. Mitch White. So <sighs> I think they end up giving him a little bit of run because I do think if they, if they send him down again, I don't see a world where you can bring him back up. I did this idea of a yo-yo season where he fixes it and he comes back. And the, if the games matter now, they're only going to matter more when he would come back from this other stint at the yeah. end of August or something like that. So that's why I think you you cannot one and done it with him, but you also can't give him five starts if, it's, if it goes back no. to a complete uh, struggle land there. So again, Blue Jays back at it tonight against the Diamondbacks. Curious that they haven't named a, a starting rotation. It, it does seem like it all kind of filters around Manoa, but uh, it, should we get that information this morning? I highly doubt we will. Uh, they're in Arizona after all. Uh, we will pass that oh. along to you. They're in Toronto. They're okay. In Toronto. Screwed that up. There yeah. we go. Uh, boy. Uh, so, yeah, maybe I don't pitch him this weekend. Yeah. I don't want him. No, you pitch him. You 100% pitch him. Yeah. The home thing, I don't, like, you do have to pitch him. You're right. It just worries You're me. Nuts. No, I'm not. I'm not nuts. I'm. I'm no, agreeing with you. I am agreeing with you that you do have to pitch him, but man, the actually a guy like that, it goes one of two ways. I firmly believe that. Like he either is right back to the form he showed, and the crowd is spurring him on, and all that, or it gets away from him early, and it gets away from him quickly. And I'd be lying if I told you that wasn't uh, a little, little concerning to me. Well, yeah, you, you, the whole thing's concerning, Gunner. <laughs> Your Cy Young candidate guy. Forgot how to be good at pitching. Of course it's concerning. It's incredibly <laughs> concerning. But like you have to if you you have to go off what you saw in his last start. Yeah. And you gotta pitch him like he's one of your best guys. You can't you can't tiptoe around this. Yeah. Right? Like, okay, you can start him fifth, but their other next six are at home. Yeah. You're so right. you're gonna be pitching him at home or you're not pitching him. Yeah. Terrified. Um, terrified, terrified. I mean, it's not gonna be great, I don't think. Like, I don't <laughs> think it's gonna but if you get him if he goes out there. Yep. And you pitch him, like, let's look at the non-doomsday scenario here. Sure. You pitch him Saturday afternoon against the Diamondbacks when I will be in attendance with 16 members of the Zigzags, past and present. It's going to be a hell of a time. We're going for a big crew. Going. I hope you can dry out by the time Monday nah, morning rolls around. I haven't had one drink since we got back from Alberta. Yeah, so I know. That's, that's the concerning part. That's good. I can't wait. Like a fish. So if the, all the Zigzags are in attendance and Manoa goes out there and shoves. Yeah. Let's say six and two-thirds, two earned runs. Yep. 8Ks. Very plausible. Just absolutely being Alec Manoa. Yep. You have him back. You do. You have him absolutely back, right? He comes back. He's feeling himself. He pitched yep. really well against a good team. He's Manoa again. And then your outlook for the, sec the second half of the season just completely completely flips. You know, the, the other side is possible as well. Mm -hmm. But I really do think that you just have to treat him like he's one of the guys again, that he's one of the starters, and you just go with him. Like I, like I said, I'm pitching him in the second game. Yeah. Gosman, Manoa. Get him out there on a Saturday afternoon and see what happens. You're not remotely colored by the fact that you'll be in attendance at all on that? You, I would much rather Bassett or okay. Barrios right. or I'd, for sure. Okay. Because I know what I'm going to get. Okay. You want you want when you're going, you want cost certainty. <laughs> 
right. it'd be really good to see him go back out there and bounce back. So. All right. Uh, always really good to see you guys on the text line, 590, 590. Please include your name and location. Of course, looking for our grinder of the day as always, but I have a bonus challenge. Mm. If any grinder uh, can make me laugh harder than I did at dirty, wet pit yesterday, uh, that the grinder who was, what was he, sweeping it up, cleaning it up? He was plumbing in a dirty, wet Mucking around in there, (laughs) basically. Uh, So if anybody can make me laugh harder and allow me to read it on air of dirty, wet pit, uh, that that would be be lovely. So that's my little challenge to all of our grinders out there. 590, 590, please include your name and location. Uh, To be perfectly honest, didn't expect the Jays conversation to go that long. Kind of buried the lead a a little bit, I feel like, uh, with all the news coming last night. But what do you got? Well, just this is from uh, Mike from I'm not going to try to pronounce the place that he lives. But the Red Sox have the Cubs, A's, Mets coming out of the break. Yes. They may have a new last place team in the AL East in a couple weeks. Okay, buddy. He's been hammering this uh, on on the text line that the the Red Sox have a a soft sked. And they do. But they're also a mediocre. The Cubs don't rot. No. Aren't they kind of fighting for the... They're, they're scrappy. What are they, a couple games below 500? I believe, I believe. I mean, in that division, that, that plays. So, it does. And the Mets are a massive disappointment, but they're still a good baseball team. They still have good pitching. They still have good, you know, a good lineup. I, I don't think... Uh, like, the A's they stink. You have to you have to hold serve against yes. the A's. You have to win two to three or sweep, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm not too concerned about that. I, I, buddy, I was the one pouring dirt on them, and I'm the last guy to do that, if anybody uh, knows me. All right, kid to basketball. Big, big news uh, coming out of it last night in terms of who's going to play for them at the World Cup coming up uh, later on and if this summer. Me to tease, please go for it. At 8.15 today, we'll have Rowan Barrett, the general manager of Canada Basketball, to discuss his squad. Uh, the, just also letting people know uh, the guy who was in the dirty wet pit, he is, he's let us know what was going on in there, and it is not pretty. Okay, uh, So that guy somehow back in the clubhouse lead. Again, already making me laugh. Uh, 590, 590. Got a loaded show today. As McKee said, Rowan Barrett going to join us. Talk about this team. Talk about the incredible <laughs> roster that has come together. We'll only be able to do that if McKee's able to compose himself oh. by 815. Uh, Travis Sachik going to join us. Uh, talk a little spin around baseball at 8 o'clock. John Morosi going to join us after seven. Of course, very, very plugged in. Maybe he has a theory on when Manoa should start. Doesn't matter. I think we realized it doesn't after that conversation. And it's Friday. And we need somebody who can come in and, and carry us for a little bit. Like like sweet little babies. And he's done it many times. And he'll do it many more in his life. Uh, Gord Stellick going to join us at 7.30. Yeah, some electricity with us on the fan. But coming up after this, Canada basketball. How big is it for the country that they got the roster they did? And how much of the conversation should focus around the guy who we're all thinking of who's not on the list? We'll talk about that when we continue. Fan Morning Show here with Gunning and McKee on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Five more to go, Sammy. Good first block. We got five more to give the people. Everybody here on Fan Morning Show, always, always happy to have you alongside us again. 590, 590. Please include your location. If you're grinding, we want to know. If you think you have something funnier for us than Dirty Wet Pit, again, that guy already clubhouse leader again today. Uh, So keep it coming. 590, 590 on the text line. Uh, Canada basketball. Weird thing to say when there was no, well, I mean, there were 
Canadian basketball players playing at Global Jam, but you understand what I'm saying? This is wasn't a big day because of what happened on the court. I'm enjoying that product. Yeah. Maybe it's because it's the All-Star break. Perfect and maybe time. it's just on Sportsnet. I don't know, but I just turn on the TV and it's on, and I was really enjoying it. I watched the uh, Canadian women against yep. USA yesterday. Really enjoyed that. Um, I just, I'm, I'm enjoying the product. I hey. like basketball a lot. So. Well, here's, I mean, I know they won't, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure uh, someone at PR would explain it slightly differently, but what if the World Juniors was for basketball and also at a time of the calendar where there's not a whole else going on? Yeah, kind of good. We should have that. I uh, love that they do it. And uh, great that some of the Canadians have been in attendance. You know, you had Shea, Shea Gilly was there last night, so it was Nikhil Walker-Alexander, uh, both them kind of taking they, stuff they can in. They show up there, but the Siakam can't go to Summer League, eh? Yep. Interesting. Oh, I mean, don't you shine that bright, shiny object in front of me. We are having a Canada basketball conversation. I will yell about Pascal Siakam many other times before the summer is up, I'm sure. Trade him. Agreed. Uh, well, again, maybe we'll talk about that a little later. Uh, there was a Damian Lillard trade floating around uh, that I feel like uh, we, we should hated pick it. up. You hated it. Okay. Because we'll do. No, save it. We'll do that okay. later. Canada basketball. They got all the guys with the exception of one. Mm-hmm. They got all the guys. First things first, kudos to Rome Barrett, Steve Nash, the whole crew. Obviously, you make it a organization the players want to be a part of. It starts at the top all there. But the biggest kudos, Jamal Murray. This is a guy who has wanted to play for the program, has shown up for the program, yeah. and has what had... What tournament was it when he was younger? And yeah, he was he just the Pan Am Games. Of the States. Was the Pan Am Games. He was amazing. I was like, yeah. oh, this guy is my favorite player ever. Yeah. Like, Pan Am Games. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that happened in Scarborough, I, w- yes. I want to say. Uh, yeah, so... Should have gone to that. I, uh, I covered diving. That's what I was uh, I was doing. Big, big diving and uh, covered beach volleyball as well. Uh, Plum assignment. Thank you for that, uh, Ryan Fabro. Uh, in terms of the in terms of what Canada basketball had happen or the guys that committed, you see Wig or you don't see Wiggins there, but you see Murray and you see Shea Gill, just Alexander. And there's so many other guys that matter. But that's the that is the spine of your program right now. That is a first team All NBA guard in Shea Gilgis Alexander. That is a NBA champion in Jamal Murray, a guy who was not the most instrumental part because Jokic is special, but right there as the next most instrumental part in a championship run that we just witnessed. Having those two guys as the backbone of your program. Now you got a new coach as well, and Jordy Fernandez. It just it really, really does let you believe that things are kind of turning a little for Canada basketball here. I have to say that when I saw Blake Murphy tweet that out yeah. yesterday, where I go for all my basketball tweets, and Blake <laughs> Murphy's bat- and baseball, but his basketball tweets are elite. Like every time I need to know anything about the Raptors cap, Blake just has like a breakdown. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh my yeah. God, how do you know all this? You're so smart. Like, But I just almost had a tear to my eye seeing this because this is something that we've all wanted to see for so long because Forever. like i mean we're both huge basketball fans yep. we're both huge canada fans as well i think i think i can put you in <laughs> yeah. that lump you into that you're good and like we just ta- we always have the conversation with fellow basketball fans in this country it's like if we could just get our squad together we have a team like our team is so good if we could just get all the guys together mm-hmm. we got a squad we got a team and it happened finally like, happened it really did and it's just the thing that i i love about this is kind of the melding together 
of all the sort of like quote unquote eras mm-hmm. of ba- like because you know you got the two, the Scrub Brothers who have been there for amazing. The, they've been there for the, the program. smile on my face when I saw them at the very bottom of Blake's tweet. But they've been they've been there for the program when a lot of guys haven't been there, right? Guys like Malcolm Carlton and kids, yeah. yeah. And you think Olenek, you think of Pangos, you think of these guys that have been there. Kojo. I, the only thing with Olenek, and it's a tortured memory. Yeah. Is there that game in that dingy gym I know. against Venezuela? I know exactly where you're going. Where he thought he was the point guard for some reason. I, he I like know. turned it over four or five times. They just oh. Anyways, we don't need to bog down in that. <laughs> That's a sneaky dark it very sports much is. memory yeah. that like no one talks about. It was really bad. But this just seeing this group of guys together, this is a talented group of players. Like outside of America, yeah. you know, outside of the obvious ones, Australia, like this is in the conversation for one of the better groups of players together in the world. Like it really is. And it just shows you the growth of basketball in the country. It's incredible. Like that backcourt is legit all NBA backcourt. Like that backcourt is going to beat the crap out of some teams. Every team that you can point to, be it Serbia with Jokic, be it Greece with Giannis that says, well, you know, they have a superstar better than Shea Gilgis-Alexander, which is totally fair. Fine. There is nowhere near the the depth depth on any of those teams. The other thing about it, when we think about tournament basketball, and again, this is a very, you know, I know we should not compare the two, especially given everything going on with the latter, but this is a very hockey Canada idea. In Lou Dort and Dylan Brooks, Elite pests. Oh, yeah, it's true. Elite, elite pests <laughs> they and disturbers. They really did. <laughs> They're like, Maltby? hey, Maltby, get over here. Like, do you remember the the fun we were having during the pandemic with the Lou Dort report? Having him there as a lockdown defender, yeah. he could shoot it a bit. You have Zach Eddy. This guy was the player of the year in college basketball. You know, his NBA uh, potential, a little wishy-washy. He's 7-4. I think that'll play an international ball against a lot of these 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 other countries as well. You know, a guy like R.J. Barrett, he is the guy who, you know, we talk about eras. He was supposed to be kind of the next one, and we're going to talk to Dad a little, a little yeah. later on in the show, and to see him kind of get to start to take these steps. This is a very niche one. I don't even, I don't, like, I remember R.J. Barrett winning effectively, I think it was the yeah, U18s in Egypt. Yeah. An awesome. And he was unbelievable. He was incredible. Yeah. If he can just scratch a bit of that from what he was well, able to give Canada basketball. I mean, you got him at starting at forward. Yeah. With Shade Gil- Gilgis Alexander and you know Jamal Murray, Kelly Olynyk playing the five. Yep. I guess you maybe I don't even know where you go. I guess Powell maybe at the yeah. four. Like you got like such a incredible. And then Dylan Brooks and Lou Dork, like you said, coming off the bench. Like, this is going to be a team that's a pain to play against. That leader and NBA champion Corey Joseph coming off oh. the bench as well, poking around. God love Corey Joseph, man. Talk about guys that have been there for the program, too. He's been there for the program. Never was, shied away. When he was the best guy on the yes. team, and he was there for them no matter what. So, And also, God love Corey Joseph. But think about what that says about Canada basketball, of how far it's gone. Yeah, that Corey really Joseph has. used to be the guy. Ke- Kevin Pangos, another one, right? Yeah. Gonzaga guy. So, yeah. so should we have the Wiggins conversation? Yeah, let's. I, I think the most important thing to come out of this day for Canada basketball or this conversation Mm -hmm. is that it is no longer about who's not here for once you can look at the list and it is not about the four five six guys who for various reasons all of them make sense or don't make sense aren't there with the exception of one guy they all showed up but it's him again it's always this way now I think we should preface last summer or two summers ago that he played for us I believe I'm getting head nods from behind the glass of no. No, he did play for okay. us. He did play for us at one tournament. 
Okay. I forget when it was, but We've he was great. We've got our crack research staff I, cause, on you know, it. No, because I remember him playing. Yeah. I was watching the no, game no, he on has the golf course up. with my phone. Look and at you. he was he was playing, and he played really well. And I remember him hitting, like, a big yep. shot. All these tournaments, yes, they run they together. together. Now, the other problem with Wiggins, and something we should definitely preface as part of the conversation, is we know he had the prolonged absence that was at least to the public unexplained. Yes. So, obviously, that is going to color some of this. If yeah. he... I'm not saying it colors it completely. I'm just saying it is a part of the conversation. I am as frustrated as anybody. Yeah. I forever still kill Joey Votto for not showing up every time. How does Freddie Freeman show up more often for for his not country <laughs> yeah. than Joey Votto does for and his? He, Freddie Freeman could play for America. Yeah, he could. Like he would be on the team. Of course sure. he would. He's the Dodgers first <laughs> yeah. baseman and a stud. Of yeah. course he'd be on the team. America is basic. I just realized that WBC is basically what America has at Global Jam. It's basically the Dodgers and uh, adding in some all stars outside of that. I just realized that's yeah. like you got Trey Turner, you got Mookie. But anyways, you're right. So I kill guys for not showing up, but I do think that is a fair thing to throw in this time. But when you have the track record of he never shows up with the with the odd exception here or there, I don't think it, it's a you know foolproof excuse this time because it's incredibly frustrating. I don't know how you could look at that group and not want to be a part of it. Yeah, that's exactly it. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Like it's one thing when none of the guys are going. So right? he played, uh, just from our crack research yes. staff, a.k.a. Austin Mackey. Thank he you, played Austin. at the 2020 Olympic qualifying tournament, right. which obviously didn't go very well right. for Canada because they're playing in this. Who did, uh, they, who did they lose to? In time the... before that was 2015. It's not enough. No, it's not. It's not enough. It's and not. The yeah, Czech Republic. That's right. Czechia. That's right. Come on, get your geography right. It's Czechia now. That's right. Oh, God. Who I was that it? Game. Heartbreaker shot Sadoransky. Yes. Oh, Sadoransky. Oh, God. I know. I, bad Wizard, memories. Bull, I, all bad memories. Um, I, I just that's what kills me. I don't know how when Rowan Barrett obviously is talking to Andrew Wiggins. Are we going to ask him about Wiggins? You have to. Okay. I don't know how when he's talking to Andrew Wiggins and he tells him the other commits. Yep. How he's not like, oh, those guys are going? Oh, the NBA champion point guard is going? Oh, the first team all NBA kid who's up and coming is going? Oh, RJ's going? Yep. Like, I don't understand how you're like, I'm good. Like, what better way to get back into the basketball swing of things by going and playing? It's just it drives me a little crazy. Yeah. It it's does. a huge chance. It's a huge opportunity for Canada. And it's just, come on. Well, and this this is the part that I think a lot of people are kind of wondering about. Canada basketball has been pretty uh, um, powerful in their statements or strong in their statements about if you want to be part of this team when the Olympics roll around, you're going to be part of this team. Mm -hmm. And if they qualify for the Olympics, which is the whole goal of this World Cup that's coming up, here's what they got to do, okay? There are going to be two qualifiers that come out of the Americas for this tournament. I think we all know who one of them is going to be. Yeah, I, America. Actually, I have America's team in front of me. Okay. Have you seen it? I haven't. So this is very like Canada hockey B squad. Oh, That's still okay. like really good. Yeah, world champ team. So uh, Paolo Bancaro. Yeah. Mikhail Bridges. Oh, okay, this is the young guys team. Jalen Brunson. Yeah. Anthony Edwards. Yeah. Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, this is a terrifying team. Josh Hart. <laughs> Brandon Ingram. Jaron Jackson Jr. Cam Johnson, Walker Kessler, Bobby Portis, Austin Reeves. Yeah, that's a terrifying team. And that's like legitimately maybe their C team. Oh, Austin Reeves, God love him in the playoff run he had. 
He but, is counting his lucky stars to be the, playing for well, USA Basketball. He's pretty good. I know he is, but it's pretty on. good. But that's it. Just go. It goes to show that you know they didn't get any of their big boys, and no. they're just like, why don't we just get the next group of guys that are really, really good? So. They're coming out of the, they're getting one of the spots. Yeah. So here's the other teams that Canada will then have to best Brazil, Dominican Republic, Mexico, Puerto Rico, Venezuela. Mm. All doable. It's going to come down. All it's going to come gritty, down. Venezuela. All gritty basketball. <laughs> Is Grievous still playing? No, Grievous oh can't God. still be playing for them in the year uh, uh, 2023. You know, that's the other part of it as well, is that this is the last sleeping giant. I feel like we have left, you know, like Canada soccer, despite all of the headaches and everything going on around it, they came out of it, right? Like they had the moment at the Azteca. Azteca. No, the Azteca. Oh, Azteca, yeah. They also had a moment at Azteca. Yes, they did. But they came out of it. They qualified. They came out of the World Cup qualifying. Mm -hmm. They scored a goal. We we do not need to talk (laughs) about how the World Cup went beyond that. And but, how it's gone since. And how it's gone since. <laughs> and how it may continue to go Ugh. in perpetuity until the next qualifying cycle. And they just automatically get in because they're hosts. But they figured it out to a certain extent. The women in both these sports, in basketball and in soccer, they've been carrying the mail forever. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. And it is when you look around, even track, like we had a return to a 100-meter guy in DeGrasse. We used to have world champs in that. You have a guy back in that. Yeah. This feels like the one program, like, you know, we all love football, and I'm not talking soccer. I mean, like, American football, the national team for that is never going to be anything. No. Baseball, it has its moments, but yeah. I think we kind of realize the place we hold in that yeah. game internationally. This is the last one where we should be able to pop our heads up, and we should be able to flex our chest at everyone outside of America. Wait, we're decent. We're decent. We're decent. Maybe <laughs> even better than all of you. But not them. Not them. <laughs> Definitely not you, America. <laughs> And probably not even your C squad, but this is the one time where we still have a chance to really kind of have that moment as a country, have that groundswell. And I so badly hope these guys are able to do it at the, at the world cup in in August. Here's the thing. If I'm going to uh, a gambling website Mm. and Canada is playing this, the C squad for USA basketball, which is still very good. Yes. I think they're only like what, four and a half point dogs, yeah. four point dogs. Like it's not right. like it's not like no, a, no, no. It's not a thirteen point like spread. Canada or can something hang like with this team. Are we doing? Do we just do guess the lines for international I think, I basketball? I Is like, that? I don't think like I think Canada could absolutely hang with this team right here. Like I think that if Canada could beat this team in a game, like that's that's what they need. Yep. They need like a big moment here in this tournament coming up. What time are the games going to be on though? That's a crusher. Uh, it is being played in Jakarta, Indonesia. Oh so. boy. Uh, not Google. good. Not good. Uh, let me put it. Let me put it to you this way. You will want to what be working morning show that the, week. What time is it in Indonesia? <laughs> uh, the teams Canada is going to have to go through in the uh, in the World Cup that's coming up. So their group. It's it's five. It's quarter to six p.m. there. Okay. So probably basically twelve hours. So yeah. So so basically, if a game's probably started at eight a.m. nine a.m. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's, I lo- that's never really mind. Good, actually, best ever time yeah, zone yeah. to put that sport <laughs> yeah. in. Perfect. Uh, tough tough group for mm-hmm. for the guy who's coming up after us on the show. Oh, Four a.m. are the game times. Oh, okay. So that's not good. I don't know what's Ouchie. happening here. I'm not doing any research. I'm just going off of be uh, off of what you're saying, and I realize that's a terrible idea for Mackie's the guy. Mackie's texting me. Okay, all right. If I believe Mackie, <laughs> no, I'm saying I shouldn't have believed no. you when you said they were 12 hours. Uh, in terms of who Canada is going to have to go through, they're in Group H at the World Cup: Canada, Latvia, Lebanon, and France. France is tough. France. 
Yeah, yeah. France is really good. How, do they have like a freak of nature who's a hundred feet tall and has arms that could stretch from uh, here to France? He's a bust. He's a bust. I watched that one Summer League game. He's no good. Okay. I mean, I actually have given the take that we all need to stop calling him generational because he's going to play until he's twenty-seven and then probably never, never matter. But they're again. good. Yeah, very good. They got, got two it. couple of tall guys there. Rudy Gobert and him is going to be tough to get. To. <laughs> Man, just. A lo- those guys are going to be contesting threes from the paint. It's going to be a lot of arm out there. Uh, so, and then Latvia as well, the other team in that group. Uh, should they advance, the kind of play down they'll have to go through will be between the winners of Iran, Spain, Ugh. Ivory Coast, Cote d'Ivoire, if you want to say yeah. it the way they would, uh, and then Brazil as well. So again, all kind of scrappy, like Spain forever Spain has been a tough, tough, really tough good. out. Uh, you know, Brazil, I feel like Candace had some tough goes against them. I don't Bruno, know. Bruno, can we play? I, I, I was going to go Bebe Noguera is oh, where I was going yeah. with that. I don't know that Caboclo ever managed to uh, to crack the team. He must have. R- rumor tells me he's still two years away. That's what <laughs> Fran Fraschilla is uh, is still telling me uh, to to this day. Uh, do you want to do the, the Raptors trade yeah, here? Anything else on international basketball for you? No? Um, no other international basketball takes <laughs> okay. other than I truly cannot wait for this. So excited. But it stinks that the games are at 4 a.m. I mean. It stinks. I, I, I get up for the Open Championship. I'd get up for this. There we go. I uh, would too. You would too? Okay. I would get up. I'd get right. up 100%. It's like when... The, it's like when uh, uh, was it Sochi, Sochi that the games were on at like 5 a.m.? I, I think I told you this. Uh, it's very, I mean, you know, it's a little sad now, I guess. But uh, I watched the gold medal game of that at Real Sports uh, with Rob Ford right directly beside me. <laughs> so there you go. I, and my my defense. Your favorite guy. In my, yeah, my, both of them, my favorites. Uh, I was, in my defense, I was working. I suppose he could say he was as well. You know, glad handing, general. Oh, general, he was working. General, oh, putting in a shift you might say <laughs> oh, all right yeah. uh, no i kid it was like four in the morning i don't even know they were serving they were yeah they they def- the oh no i remember oh, yeah. i remember uh yes I, I remember uh somebody telling me to go buy greg brady and apple teeny uh at the bars <laughs> right i remember somebody telling me to do all right uh, I, we'll think I think I'm in enough trouble now uh in terms of this trade that was proposed yesterday we spent a lot of time talking about Spent a lot of time talking about Nylander trades we spent a lot of time talking about damian lillard trades uh, Michael Pina of the ringer threw out this idea. Uh, I think I'm in the exact same camp as you of eh, probably not. Yeah, don't do it. But everyone's so bothered of getting Lillard to Miami mm-hmm. because that's where he wants to go. Mm-hmm. What if the Raptors said, I like that Kawhi Leonard trade we made. Let's do it again. But with Damian but Lillard with, instead. But with good players in the trade? But with good players well, in the trade. Well, just DeMar, that's rude. Yes. So DeMar. Yeah, DeMar is very good. Uh, but yes. like with meaningful... Meaningful like, young assets. Yes. There we go. Here is the proposed trade. The Raptors got headliner, Nasir Little. No, oh, I'm kidding. Who, uh, and oops. you know how NBA trades work. God, as we found out, it's hard to make things fit with trade machine, yeah, okay? It is. Nasir Little and Damian Lillard come to the Raptors. Mm-hmm. Going to Portland. Toronto's firstborn, a.k.a. Scotty Barnes, yeah. Gary Trent Jr., okay. Chris Boucher, yep. Thad Young, yep. Otto Porter Jr., yep. Toronto's unprotected first-round yep. pick in 2028, and a pick swap in 2029. Yep. Actually, you know what? I'd do it. Yeah. I'd My, do it. I think the entire you don't have to give up Grady Dick, I'm in. <laughs> the entirety of that trade, all I mean, goes without saying, all depends how you feel the ceiling is for Scotty Barnes. If you think Scotty Barnes can become... A as good a player, obviously a very different one, but as good a player as Damian Lillard, I don't think you do that because I I personally have seen what this supporting cast looks like when there was Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet all around. I don't know that it's enough for me to push everything in. I'm not a I'm not as big a believer 
in Pascal as the second banana. Because again, he wasn't that when they won a ship. He's a really good player. I just don't know that he is good enough to be what Jamal Murray was on a final yeah, show. It's that's a scary trade. Terrifying. But I mean, if that's the kind of trade that old Masai would do. It is. Right? But yeah, but again, he had to to insulate and help Kawhi Leonard, he had uh, Kyle Lowry yeah. and Fred Van Vliet yeah. and OG Ananobi uh, and Pascal not, Siakam. Not Fred Van Vliet at that point. Okay, you're, that's fair. He became Fred yeah. during the course of yeah. that season and the course of that it run. Just, it was Kyle Lowry. And then he traded, but he had shown something. But he traded for, and then he traded for Marcus All and he yep. traded, like that. The whole, the subsequent stuff that yeah. happened after that was really the insulated. Like, what else did they do at the deadline? Well, Baca year? was already here as well, yeah, I yeah, guess. Yeah. yeah. Man, they, God, how important was he in that run? I love that team. I love that team. Love they, that team. So for much. all we talk about the Kawhi, I will close my eyes thinking of Serge and Kyle pick and pops uh, with with those two. Yeah, I'll close my eyes thinking about Serge or in Goon Seven. Yep. The only other guy other than the Kawhi yep. that could hit a shot against the Sixers. Lowry coming out with what was it, the I first miss, 11. I, and I, I missed it when the Raptors were good. It was fun, right? Yeah. Well, Grady Dick's here now. Uh, we can all I think. I love Grady Dick. Yeah. Uh, Big fan of him. You've, you've, you've really been eating up the summer league yes, highlights? I yeah. haven't. He's a shooter. I, he's, he's a shooter. shooter. And the thing I like, I mean, I've been watching he's those condensed it games. He's letting fly. Let's it fly. And he's confident on the ball. Yep. Seems oh, like is a, he a confident young man? I have like, not heard this. Seems like he knows how to make a pass. He's got a good read offensively. Like, I think this guy has a chance to be a really good player. I think he's a great pick. Love him. Yep. Big fan. I, uh, I'm i in as well. And uh, if you think we like him now, just wait until the one jerseys hit the streets. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm uh, sure Dick, <laughs> Dick one is going to be a hot, hot jersey uh, in, in the streets there. All right. 590-590 on the text line. Please include your name and location. Want to keep hearing from you as the morning goes on. Busy hour of guests coming up. It's about to get electric in here in about a half hour's time. Stellectric. Gord Stella going to join us at 730. But coming up next, John Morosi. What does he expect from Manoa in the second half? When should the Jays pitch him? Does it even matter? Morosi joins us next. One hour in the books here on Fan Morning Show with Gunning and McKee.